is maybe good. Oh yeah. Good afternoon and welcome to the Pokevolt Podcast. I'm Tyler, also known as Bellybolt BBC, here with my co-host Chris Titan Nexus. Today's special guest is Olivia Moletsky. Olivia, if you could please introduce yourself a little bit and give us a brief rundown of your VGC history. Well, hi, I'm Olivia. I've been playing for about six years now. I'm a uh, player from Toronto, Canada, and I've recently came into the Masters Division from seniors and been playing the 2023 circuit as my first year at Masters. Yeah. So you said 2023 was your first year in Masters? Technically, 2022 was, if if I'm going by age. Okay. I wasn't able to travel all due to COVID. Okay. Awesome. Understandable. So so which events did you compete in this year? Uh, I went to Orlando. Knoxville and Fort Wayne, and then Hartford in about two weeks. Awesome. How are those panning out for you? Uh, pretty good. Orlando, I unfortunately got pretty unlucky at the event. But Knoxville and Fort Wayne are huge successes. I got 33rd and 21st at both of them. Oh, that's amazing. Some good points. It's difficult, but it's very fun. Yeah, and then you're... Are you competing in locals as well? I know you. we talked about um, oh, yeah. playing in locals. Yeah, this is uh, the first weekend locals are available. We already got two or three planned for the Toronto area. That's great. That's I, pretty big. You just played in your first in D.C. area, didn't you? Uh, no, unfortunately, I uh, didn't get to go. <laughs> unfortunately life stuff happened and so i wasn't able to attend so my first one will be after i get back from my cruise next week oh yeah you want on a cruise that's all right it's gonna be a lot of fun it's a disney cruise my fifth year anniversary with my wife and so my father-in-law bought it for us and everything oh wow congratulations so like i wanted to discuss the global challenge um you know, the Global Challenge 3, uh, I'm competing. I know Titan wasn't able to make it into this one. Uh, Olivia, are you competing? Yeah, so my day one was fantastic. I went 12-1, and one, only loss being a uh, disconnect when I was, you know, about to win, but Nintendo. Uh, day two was pretty unfortunate. I had uh, 17 games because I had two I didn't play from the day before, but I literally got one point higher than my rating when I started those 17 games. And I got DC'd pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that's I've kind of uh, I ran into three DCs today, um, and probably the most unfortunate RNG. I don't know if that's something you're experiencing this bout. Um, oh yeah, I've played in like all the GCs, and I don't know why. Like I can't land a play rough. I've missed like so many crucial turns. Moves are missing, and. Um, yeah, just you know, I, I was plagued this time around. So my my run has not been. Last time I started off twelve and one day one, and this time I think I went like eight and four, and I went to sleep. I was just like, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, I actually it. did register at the last minute with like two minutes to spare. <laughs> um, and I got bored today, so I actually did play my games. I'm currently sitting at. Uh, 153. Um, I won all but my last game. Nice. And that was to a, a DC. 
It's still pretty good though. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I, I was gonna wait till the end because I feel like not telling my friends like took a lot of pressure off of it off of it for me because I feel like you guys expect me to do good because I'm a good player. Yeah. And so it's actually <laughs> it's actually been a lot of I was actually contemplating not telling you guys like at all. <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel better, I've been playing I like so many ICs, probably like at least ten. And it's like they are not an indicator of skill whatsoever. Yeah. I absolutely got destroyed in the last one, Olivia. I went I had like nine DC people like in a row. I ended up ending in like almost twenty thousand. It it I was mean, very bad. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it just happens. Uh, so, one of the things I really wanted to ask you, uh, since you're the first VGC player we've had on here with, like, multiple years of experience, uh, how has the level of competition changed, in your opinion? Like, is it harder? Is it easier competing? So, in a, at least a local scale, like, Toronto, definitely one of the best regions in the world. Like, with our skill is so high here it's definitely gotten better over time because a lot of us just been playing longer and like we do have newer players once in a while a lot of us have just stuck with the game over time and just kept competing on a like wider scale like maybe worldwide i definitely think we have improved a lot because like for example um was at fort wayne totally new guy like been playing for thing four months or something just like my round eight or something is my winning in I was talking to me, really nice guy. He's brand new to the game. He played really, really well. And, like, I was pretty worried in that set. I did win, but he ended up getting day two. And even, like, I think 19th place or something. And that's happening really consistently. You see Justin Tang. Not as new, but, you know, the first regional, he wins it. Second regional, he wins it, right? It's like a lot of the newer players, at least at, like, IRL events, the skills improved drastically. I feel like that makes it very, very fun. A lot more fun than it used to be, where it's like, oh, you don't know what you're doing, whatever, I, just, I win. Well, I played back in 2011, 2012 originally, and just got back mm -hmm. into it this year, and it's been such a dramatic change. Like, it's it's completely different, honestly. Like, especially yeah, the level of competition. Back in the day, they never really pushed BGC as much as now. So a lot of the older players from back then really didn't fully understand the game like we do now. And, like, honestly, outside a few select people, the skill ceiling is just a lot lower. Yeah, I mean, you always have your Ray Rizzo's, your Aaron Zhang's, your oh, yeah. Wolf Glicks and stuff. Like, I feel like they're just so good, and they've been playing consistently throughout the whole time. So, of course, they're going to adjust. But the people who kind of like me, or who stopped and came back to it, we're kind of having a harder time. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. It's just over time, like, the game has developed, the players have developed, like, everything around VGC has. So it's like, like, a player like you who kind of quit 10 years ago just came back, totally new game. Yeah. There's, like, Completely. even some Pokemon. Rotom used to be fantastic. Now it's just pretty mediocre at best. Like, that's just crazy to me, like, I was having this conversation. You know Sableye, right? Yeah. Yep. I was having this conversation with him like a week or two ago. And it's like, how do they make Rotom bad? The power creep has just gone so insane over the past few years that Rotom is mediocre. 
that's crazy. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, but it also does add a new freshness to the game every so often. I've been actually helping some friends who played a lot during like the Diamond and Pearl era, who are getting into competitive now, and that's something I feel like you know they come in with this mindset, you know, like oh Rotom is so strong, and you know the mods. (laughs) There are some that still kind of hold up from Gen Four, but. There's just specific yeah. mods, you know, like Rhyperior. I feel like one of my friends in Sword and Shield, which I think there there were times where Rhyperior was like okay and you could make him work. Um, there was just like a lot yeah. lot better answers, you know, on teams, and he like always gravitated th- towards that. Um, but yeah, it's so different now. You know, Terra's like you said, the power creep is so high that like there are mods who have the same stat spread as a legendary, you know, with a form change or an ability. Um, so it's really wild, you know, to see the damage output of some of these newer mons. And yeah. part of me kind of wishes it was a bit lower. I do miss when kind of worst Pokemon were still pretty good. Like, Hariyama, well, I'm, I'm going to call it bad because it's not. But it's definitely gotten worse over time. And Iron Hands is just better Hariyama, like, the majority of the time. Yeah. I so- mean, I remember when uh, Scarfed Jellicent was good <laughs> everybody was running scarf jealous and it was like so like tough to break that especially like when <laughs> they would have tornadoes or thunderous in the back obviously yeah. but scarf jealous was so good but it's like i don't think jealous would hold up anywhere near uh today yeah, yeah. funny story actually i was playing a, a random online tour just you know to kill a night end up fighting joe ux9 and like i was bored so I ended up using Scarf, Axe Special Attack, Water Spout, Jellicent. It beats the race. I had Terra Water. Or I played too much Trout Citation. I had Dynamax. He went the the Max Hydro or whatever, and then kill him. That, that was the only thing it did. It was terrible, but it was <laughs> fun. Uh, have you been watching uh, Portland Day 1 so far? Uh, No, actually. I've been mostly just taking a break, relaxing until the Global Challenge. But I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it, look at the, the data from today, watch tomorrow, see how it goes. But I also do have you know a local tomorrow, so going to see how that goes. Right now, the number one player in the lead is, uh, that's a plus one. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, he's at table one right now. Uh, he's been, he's 5-0, and oh, uh, James Beck's 5-0, and oh, Nick Devar. Uh, one of our friends, Sean, is currently... Uh, five and zero. Oh. Uh, Ashton hit, hasn't lost a single game. The whole. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's it's getting intense and Palafin's uh, Palafin Palabalance teams are only kind of running at less than like a twenty five percent for the event. Surprisingly. Hmm. I mean, if people know me, I'm a huge Palafin balance believer. I love it. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised it's fallen off a little bit because there are counters to it. It's so good. Like, it can just kind of beat the counter sometimes unless your name's King Gambit. (laughs) One of our friends was messaging me and telling us his round one opponent had a Terra Grass Terra Blast Palafin. That's funny. That's something I would try. That's That's Yeah, that is. Like, (laughs) I I would be... Yeah, like... So I do want to kind of bridge this conversation real quick while we got it. I I feel like this is kind of a hot topic, you know, and why we're Mm -hmm. on this kind of discussion. Um, I want to bring it up with, like, the newer competition in, like, you know, rental teams. 
Um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, these days are trying to say that, like, there's a new wave of players that don't actually understand the game to the level, you know, of a player at Ray Rizzo or Wolf Glick's, you know, extent. But they may be able to compete at that level because of rental teams. And I feel like that's caused, like, a big stir in the community. And I feel like it's something that really shouldn't cause a stir. Um, just because, like, I, you know, me personally, I, I team build with an entire discord group you know i have over 100 people helping me come up with my spreads so it's not something that i've ever held like super private um you know or or i i I don't feel ashamed of like having help you know from the community or someone else build a team that i can pilot correctly you know olivia so like what you know what's your take on that how do you feel about rental teams i think rental teams are totally okay and if anything i push for them because it's like take away like rental teams itself Taking teams from other people through PokePace or from, like, the uh, results of a competition, that's always happened. It's happening since, like, the first event of the game. It's just, like, a lot of people don't like that because they're like, oh, you know, you should build your own teams, be original, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, being unoriginal is totally okay. You know, back when I was a senior, you know, seniors, it was a lot easier than masters. I was like, I'd always come up with something original, like, guess not. Uh, Jinx, even Joltik at one point. It was just like, I gotta be original. I gotta come up with something funny, you know? Gotta stick out. But the more you play, the better you get. You gotta realize, like, it's okay to just take what's good and use it. It's like, yeah, let's say you do well at one event with some random Pokemon. Cool. People will know about that for, like, a week, right? It's like, if you are consistent, use what's good. Like, let's say I take some random team uh, Cybertron has. I use that and I get top eight at a regional. That's going to matter a lot more than me using some random Pokemon to go like five, four, right? It's like, if you use something standard, your results will improve. And in turn, you will become more consistent through using a consistent team. Cause that's what's bet. That's what's built for. I feel like they're very important rental teams. Like when I was first getting back into it, uh, I was watching Aaron Cybertron Zang videos and that's a plus one streams and stuff. And like using those teams uh, really helped me learn the process again and get back into it. And I was actually able to eventually take one of the teams that Aaron had posted about and I was able to change the spreads a little bit and finally, like, figure out what worked for me better. And I was able to make it to one, first on the ladder because I took the knowledge from learning how to play that other team and then adjusted it to my play style. And that's just how the meta grows and changes. I mean, look at half these teams that are in Portland uh in the top cut like they're not that pala balance like because it's the meta's adjusted because so many people were using pala balance now people have made teams that beat pala balance i've been dying to have someone who's done coaching into this into this podcast and olivia i know you've been coaching uh recently so i was hoping maybe you could give the listeners just a little breakdown of your coaching process and how you go about uh being a coach so, first off, you know, we set up a session, talk to whoever wants one, and then we talk about, hey, what are you struggling with? What do you want to improve on? Blah, blah, blah. If they can't figure it out, you know, we play some showdown, maybe go over some team building. If they don't understand something, maybe we focus on that a bit more. Usually, we talk about it, they describe what they're struggling with, and then off of that, 
the try and improve upon that where it's like okay i'm not the best team builder so i'm like how do we build a good team we start basic firewater grass you know stuff like that and go to the basics of team building and over time you're going to build up the steps to build better consistent teams so like if you're just starting out i'll give you basic power and balance so it'll help you understand oh okay so i have you know arcanine palf and amoongus because they all cover each other i have you know, flutterbane cover for the dragon types that resist it i have Excalibur to beat the other ones that may use like fire water grass cores then i have that last pokemon that helps cover other things yeah that's a great approach i feel like um very systematic you know um i feel like the what i would expect out of coaching i, I feel like that's a good approach you know um if you need any coaching, I would highly recommend Olivia with the past performances that she's had. Just from that there alone, like I, you know, that's kind of has me questioning some of my play styles. <laughs> you know, just from your little read down there, I'm kind of like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit about that. Like where where could someone contact you? You know, for information about like coaching. You know, is it like is it Twitter? Or do you have a Metafly? Is there somewhere? You know, an email. Um, I can attach these in the show notes too. You know, at the end of the show, if someone's listening and enjoyed listening to the show and hearing what you've had to say, uh, where could where could someone contact you at? Well, I haven't set up a Metafly yet. It's directly through me. Uh, you can't reach me through Twitter. And then through that, I can direct you to my uh, coaching Discord. I'll have all of that information in the show notes tonight. Um, Olivia, thank you for again for you know short notice. We've had a couple things happen, you know, in the past two episodes where we've had guests, you know, last minute kind of shoot out on us. And I really appreciate you short notice coming in and talking with us today. Is there anything you know why you have a platform here on the show that you would like to say to the community? Um, be nice, be respectful, try and be welcoming of other people, and play some ons. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on the show, Olivia. Like, this is, it's it's always great to have experienced VGC players come on and, like, talk with us and stuff like that, so. And I appreciate you letting me come on and talk about it, because I just... I love just talking about the game. That's partially why I open coaching. You know, it just it's a nice outlet. I get to explain so much about it. And there's so much to talk about, and that's what's fun. You know, there's so many things to go in detail with. Yeah, I have a uh, Titan knows this. I'm really bad. I I get in times at work where I you know I have downtime and I'll get on my mic and kind of just gab and talk about Pokemon and uh, I get very manic and can go on like hour and a half long rants, you know, team building and like why Amon is specifically good on this team and like synergy with this mod. <laughs> you know, I love going into the specifics of it. Um, One last question, Olivia, before uh, we've been kind of asking everybody, what do you think they're going to do for war- uh, for Worlds as far as uh, what re- the regulation is going to look like? All right. So to my knowledge... The last day of Regulation C is July 1st or June 29th or something like that. And NAIC day one falls in the last day of Regulation C. So NAIC will all be Regulation C. So I don't see them changing to like Regulation D or whatever that could be for Worlds because there's nothing before that. So I think we have Regulation C for Worlds. If we don't, I'd be very surprised. Okay. 
yeah, first input we've heard that they said they're gonna keep it the same. That's yeah, interesting. That, I was gonna say that's the first take of that. I I like that. Really? Yeah. The only it? thing I can see changing is maybe adding some home Pokemon, like some of the Hisui forms that are in the game right now. Fingers crossed for Zoroark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. all right thank you everyone for tuning in to the podcast today uh next week we will have uh will tank on an episode um if you are a vgc player and you're interested in being on the podcast email us at pokeball club at gmail.com 